Welcome to the Voice of the Heart from Birth to Death podcast. I'm here with Dr. Chip Dodd. Hey, yeah. Dr. Chip Dodd. Hey, Brian. <laughs> How are Good you? Good morning and thrilled. Inaugural podcast. Inaugural. Number one. Yeah. Of How many do you think? Thousands. Yeah. My hope. I'm up for it. The scariest, That's my hope, the too. scariest hope, right? <laughs> like, I think this is it. This is uh, foundation's been built now uh, or laid. Now we build the building. Yeah. Yeah. We just heard uh, Jude and the Lion, who graciously and legally gave us their song. Yes. We, we, I feel like we should say that on the front yes, end. Yes, he's, he's an awesome guy. I knew, I knew him back before he was the Judah and the Lion. Who was he before? Science. He was a baseball player at Belmont. Really? Played with my, with my son. And honestly, I did not know that this young man was so full of abilities. Huh. I mean, the guy is so gifted. An yeah. artist was living underneath the skin of the athlete and he just exploded. And he brings, um, he brings genuine pathos. Hmm. I mean, really uh, pathos doesn't mean just where we get pathology only. He brings patience and passion and, and compassion to what he's saying and doing. So his songs are all their art yeah. and they, they, they are painful and they hmm. are beautiful too. So yeah. I love that we have that hope cry out in the very beginning, yeah, which we- you found. Well, yeah, I, this song, and, that song was the most compelling to me of saying the dream well, is. Well, think about that too, Brian. Like, that's the song. Right. You and I don't know each other musically. No, we don't. You said, by the way, you literally said, by the way, do you happen to know, would you know Judah Akers? I'm like, are you kidding? Right. I know one <laughs> artist, musical artist. Right. It happens to be Judah Akers. So to me, that was one of those. Uh, serendipities i know we haven't started the podcast yet but that we, was one of those serendipities this, counts. this is starting <laughs> yeah, the podcast yeah, like, this is the way we we're go. gonna this is a good glimpse into well, yeah. we're calling this a trailer this is a lot of what people are going to yes. experience yeah yes. keep going yeah. yeah so it was serendipity and to me wherever there's serendipity there's always that um exposure to god doing mm. what does that and, mean well it means like serendipity is that which we had hoped can hope wish to hope or didn't know at the moment we were hoping happens. And if we have eyes of the heart to see, we'll recognize God. Mm. Otherwise, we'll think it was a stroke of luck. Mm. And we can either go, wow, phew, relief, luck, or gratitude like God. You, This is just the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, it almost makes me think of like, I can't remember who said this, but they talked about like there's the differentiation between having sort of like an intellectual ascent that God loves you, you know, in the same way that a child knows uh-huh. that it, like their parent loves them. Mm-hmm. But then there's the experience of the child being picked up yep. and swung around and so well seen said. and felt and hugged yep. and expressed. And yep. it's like those moments are kind of like, Oh, God doesn't just love me. He loves me. I yes. feel he loves me. He sees me. He's in this. And you, he's behind you're this. You're literally, we'll, we'll get into it. I know we'll get into it so much more too, but, um, uh, Neuroscience over the past really decade, uh, for all of you out there who are listening to this, I just want you to know that neuroscience has caught up. They haven't discovered. Mm. They've caught up with, uh, a dear friend of mine said that he did a deep dive into the neuroscience of the past decade and learned it all. He came to me and uh, said, he said, I want you to know, Chip, because we'd worked together for some time, he said, everything you were doing back from 1991 forward 
when you made your own discovery, the spiritual root system, neuroscience backs up and sort of gives reliable data directly connected to what you do and what you've been doing. And even as you described God's love just then, you're really and truly talking about the difference between believing something in your head and witnessing something mm. in your heart. Mm. And it turns out we'll look at the neuroscience, but the heart really is uh, the craving to be impacted by life to know that we're really in it completely mm. and experience it. So to be picked up and held and hummed to and lullabied and celebrating with the joys and t crying in the tears of a child are a witness to the child that this is the way to go walk in it. Yeah. I and mean, you, and you're saying like, you feel that uh -huh. you feel it, but I'm saying you feel that when like, I'm like, Hey, do you know this artist? Because yes. I, I realize you know more people than I realize you do. And it's worth me at least asking, like, yes. hey, do you know this person? <laughs> yeah. And I don't realize <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's and, true. and then you're like, Oh yeah, I actually know him yeah. from a whole different. Oh yeah, I happen to know him. And then we reach out and say, hey, yes. can we use the song? Which is yeah. like, yeah, the, the probability of him saying yes is is you were like, or the probability of him responding to me. Right, not because he's like know? a bad guy, but just no, I mean, he's no, got a lot. He's he got, got a lot bigger. I'd seen him actually the week that I. The reason he was prompted mm -hmm. was I had a good friend of mine who like last minute invited me to go see uh, Need to Breathe at the Bridgestone, uh -huh. and then Judah opened for need to breathe. Oh. And so that was why I was prompted in my head. And then I asked you about it. Oh. And then you were like, Oh, did you know I, his music beforehand? A little bit, but not, I, that was the most I'd ever listened to. No seeing him live. And I was like, Oh, he's fantastic. What? And I mean, I'm just, I'm increasing as a new Nashville, Nashvilleian, Nashville. Yeah. Na sure. uh, Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Nashville. <laughs> uh, I am, uh, particularly compelled by the people who call Nashville home and create right. music out yeah. of here. Yeah. And he's a cookful. Cookful. Oh, kid. I have yeah. no idea where that is. Where yeah, is it's that? a, it's, it's a, a distance from Shebville, which is Shelbyville. Right. We call Shebville. Yeah. And so you're a Nashvillian <laughs> and so-and-so is from Cookville. And we have a road here called, uh, Dejarnet Lane. It's French. Okay. It's, it's really Dejarnet. Okay. But we're, you're but from here now. Yeah, so it's right. Dejarnet. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, but you're but saying you, that experience for you even is yeah. like almost being like a child again, being like, God yes. is in this. He sees me. When we used to me. dream. Mm. And when we dream, we believed that the dreams would come true, that we'd see the Bethlehem star, a bright star in the sky before Christmas. And we would say, it's true. Mm. And we're looking for it as if it's still there. Mm. That's a child. And that's not insanity. That just needs to be tempered by the courage that comes with experience. To keep courage in the midst of hope mm. is a big, big part of it. And the thing, I just, you know, and I had Judah in my contacts because he and I have touched base here and there over the years. And, um, so anyway, yeah, it was so cool. And we're doing a whole segment on Judah, Yeah, but I mean, Hey Judah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting kind. us use the music. Thank you for responding so quickly. I mean, I sent you a text at seven 30 AM when most people think artists aren't awake <laughs> and, uh, you were, you responded within minutes. So God bless. And thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So I'm going to, um, at least the way we have it planned right now is, uh, I'm going to ask you two questions every podcast and we'll just see kind of what happens. We said before, it's going to be a little yeah. bit like jazz. Uh, yeah. Let me, speaking of jazz, let me ask you yeah, something since we'll do some jazz. Okay. Who is Brian Barley? Who am I? Yeah. Like who, like what, where, what is where the do context of our relationship? Yeah. Where do you come from in terms of, um, Oh boy. Cause it's, it's Dr. Chip Dye with Brian Barley. Sure. The voice of the heart birth to death. 
in depth, yeah. helping people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're yeah. made to do, which has been my mission in life for, you know, now for almost 40 years. So. Yeah. Uh, the journey to me sitting in this chair crazy. is a very long one, is a crazy uh -huh. one. Uh, the context of us getting connected might be the way I'll tell it. Um, uh -huh. I was born in Virginia. I originally went to the Naval Academy to play baseball. All I right. made it there three months. Uh -huh. uh, one of those, you know, like people play two truths and a lie. One of the truths for me is that I am technically a veteran in the eyes of the U.S. military, <laughs> even though I was only enlisted for three months. Uh, I moved home, went to community college, restarted my life, became a Christian during that season of life, went to the University of South Carolina, went to grad school in North Carolina, got a vision for being a pastor and a church planter. And in 2011, uh, moved uh, with my wife and some other people uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina to the heart of downtown Denver to start a church. So the environment that I came out of or was trained out of was great. They've done a lot of incredible work and made a lot of impact. I would say at the time that I was going through it, there was not much category of being trained in heart or even having a category mm -hmm. for heart. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much exclusively head and hands, which was like, if you're going to plant a church or be in ministry, if your theology is correct, if you work hard enough, kind of like the, the, the equation is correct theology plus grit plus strategic thinking and you know, entrepreneurial I saw the, aptitude. The, the leadership model was experience, but it was knowledge, character, experience. Mm -hmm. Those are the three foci right. of yeah. leadership in ministry. Right, which we would say are all important. Mm -hmm. It's just valuable. It's lacking a really significant component of how we were made. Yeah, the passion. So what happened was uh, 2011, we moved, we started a church uh, in the middle of the city and really like it goes better than I thought it was going to be. It's growing faster. People are, yeah, people are coming, people are coming to faith. Um, I mean, it's not growing exponentially. It's different in a Western urban context, yeah. but it's like, if you'd asked me, what did you hope would happen and what did happen? What, what's better than what I expected was happening and I was becoming sicker than I could have imagined. I remember that fall of 2011, literally, uh, we didn't have kids at the time. We lived in this downtown duplex. And I just, I remember there was a Thursday afternoon and I was laying in my basement with the lights off. I mean, it was like, if you open a textbook of depression, yeah. like they would have had this photo yeah. there. And I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to go anywhere. Wow. I think largely because, you know, my theology was sound and I had a lot of grit and worked really hard and was pretty strategic, but, um, I had not really been prepared for the experience of like, you have somebody in your home 20 times and, you know, we didn't have kids at the time, but even just if I extrapolate the experience, you know, your kids start to call them uncle so-and-so or aunt so-and-so. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and you've walked with them through abuse and the hardest stuff of life. And then you find out on Facebook that they're going to another church or something like that. You yeah. know, like yeah. there, there's, there's theology that helps with that. But I think if you just acknowledge your humanity, it's, it's deeply painful. Uh -huh. And Wounds. so it's like around that time, this is 2011, uh, I go to a conference and I meet, a, I'm, I go into this like back room training with like three other guys who had just planted churches and the guy who led it 
made some reference to the voice of the heart. And I was like, I've never heard of this. The voice before. of the heart. I've never heard of this before. I'm like, what is that? You know? And I really yeah. prided myself on, I read a ton and, um, you know, I, I, you know, like I think especially coming out of a seminary context, you kind of pride yourself of like, you've at least read it or you know about it, you know, and you're yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm planning to read it. And I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. I never heard of this book. I was intrigued. I read it and intellectually it made some sense, but I felt it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what this is. Now, immediately I integrate into the life of our church's training. We trained all our small group leaders in it. I started taking people would come to me from, for counseling and I would just take them through it. Uh, I probably took a hundred people through it at least like, wow. Hey, you're going to read this book. I mean, I've always joked with you, uh, you know, if, if, if I can see a commission for like the yes. books that were sold yeah. in Denver. Yeah. Out West, I suddenly we had a yeah. bump like crazy. <laughs> the yeah. surge. One's place, Denver. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking people through it. Um, fast forward. I hope it's okay. They don't give me the longer version of this, but everything yeah, is. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, because yeah, most of this podcast people, will yeah, be. Some people need to know how, so who are these people? Right. And most people know they, who you are yeah. if they're listening well, to it. Not really, but yeah, we'll if they're listening to it, they know who you are. <laughs> At least they're um, listening. And the majority of the podcast will be more you talking than me, but if there's context, it's helpful for like, why, why am I talking to you about those? Yeah. So you fast forward and, you know, I remember one of the times in our coaching and, and mentorship relationship you said of me, I don't know if you were saying this, like you've got the ideas, but you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really striking, which was really true. And I think where that really hit me was, uh, I believe it was 2016, 20, it was 2017 because it was about four or five weeks before my second daughter, Gracie was born. We were, I'd been having a series of fainting spells. I think just from like pace of life, anxiety, yeah. intensity, preaching three times on a Sunday, just the intensity of urban life, urban ministry. I was having these fainting spells. It's like, I don't know what this is. And I'm talking to people and nobody can talk to me about it. And, um, we're at a birthing class for my wife at the, if people did, we're listening to this at the Rose medical center, you know, we're there. My wife is within a month of giving birth. We're there to like check out the facility and I like pass out. And it's not because I saw some like video that I didn't want to see. It was just like, I just passed out. So I immediately wheeled from the birthing class across the hall to the emergency room. You bet. Because they're like, is this guy having a heart attack? Did he have yeah. an aneurysm? What is it that's going on? Yeah. And I'm brought into the ER. They, you know, run all these tests. They can't find anything. Uh, they make me wear a heart monitor for like a month to figure out what's going on. And, um, what was interesting was two things to me was one, I started asking around people who were in ministry, who had been kind of in a context similar to ours, running at the pace similar to ours. And a lot of them had a similar story, but they hadn't told anybody. Mm. It was kind of this dirty little secret, yep. of like limitations. Mm-hmm. And the second was my wake up to being like, if I don't figure out my heart, um, I think I'm going to die a martyr in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Now that did not mean I reached out to you. I just, you know, we had a baby, it got crazy again, you you know, back in the flow, I'll figure it out. You fast forward another three years, we went through a major building renovation. It was nuts, intense 
pace again. My wife is pregnant again, this time with Bear. We raise a million dollars in six weeks to renovate this downtown yeah. building. God's um, moving. God's right? moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like in the context for us was our church was mostly new Christian 20 somethings who were in crazy school debt. So I'd like to raise that type of money in that period of time was crazy. And all of a sudden the symptoms are back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, um, and like, I mean, I mean, I'm literally like, am I going to die? You know, yeah. am I going to like the wrong kind I'm, of martyr? Yeah, exactly. You know? And so, uh, that was enough of a wake up call that I finally reached out to you because I had read this book and taken so many people through this book and I reached out to you ironically on Twitter of all places. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. And I said, yeah, Hey, you I have do. no idea who I am. I'm off Twitter now, but, but yeah. I love, I love voice of the heart. Would you be willing to meet with me? That yeah. was 2000. December of 2019. Right now. What's crazy. I had just opened. It's crazy how you waited because you, you and I would not have had connection until August of 2019. Hmm. Because why, I, why, you actually never told me this. Why yeah, is that? That, see that I, I, I owned and ran uh, the Center for Professional Excellence and Addictions Treatment Center from 1996 until 2000 and really 19. I sold it in 2017 to a corrupt company, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll be glad to name at any time anybody wants to know. <laughs> This is the, this is the, people, 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 this is like, you're going to get the real thing. This is not the, uh, polished 25 yeah, This minute. is unedited. Yeah. Yeah, this is unedited. In fact, I'm about to say it, but I just won't. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so we sold and, uh, um, and, and needed to, I mean, it was, it was all time. I remember when I started CPE, um, when we did a lot of tremendously good work, I remember thinking, God, you opened it. God, you'll keep it open because we went through two serious troughs that looked like there was no way out. And yet I I hung on and then God, you'll, you'll close it when it's time. And that's what happened. So I resigned from the company that bought us. And I remember talking to my son, William, my youngest son, and at a fire pit thing, just me, just me with him. And, uh, I said, son, I, you know, I'm 61 at the time. I said, I I guess I'm leaving my career Hmm. and you're about to start yours. He had just graduated from law school and he got mad at me. He said, no, no, no debt. He said, you're just now, you have everything in one place. And he, and he took his fingers and pointed at his heart, like mm-hmm. open, hand, open hand at his heart, like, mm-hmm. like a gathering spot, like grabbing it. And he said, you've got everything in one place. You've got 30 years in one place. I need to hear it too. Mm-hmm. And so do others. And I, 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 it was crazy. It was like the propane was about to get blown out. Mm-hmm. And, and it just like, it turned it up. And then w- within days, I-, I thought Chip Dodd Resources, first time I've ever used my name, hmm. and which was a big deal. It was a big thing to walk through to actually use my name. Because, but I thought, how will anybody find me if I don't have a name? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I just name it, you know, like tree, oak tree, right, whatever, right, you know. Yeah. And um, so I had just opened in August, hmm. and then you and I were together by that December. That's wild. I didn't know Isn't that. It? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I responded on Twitter like, hey, yeah, yeah I don't know how this all works. Which is also yeah. ironic because, I mean, you're gifted at a lot of things, but you would not be like an early adopter technologically. No. Somebody set me up on Twitter. Then I couldn't get off because I didn't know my password. I couldn't talk. You know, like I have three <laughs> to four different passwords of organizations I'm in. I, can't, I don't know how to stop it. or Right. Yeah. So yeah. the only reason we connected is because God sovereignly appointed that we would 
Well, connect. you know what? That's going to be one of the topics where we can talk about a great deal in the future, but 100%. Yeah. 100%. But the need, the cry out, the looking for, the uh, craving to experience a witness of something, because you were doing the right things. And so, therefore, how come you were getting sicker? Right. I mean, and, and good, good fruit was coming out of it. Right. How come the roots of you were like suffocating right you know so yeah yeah and even i tried counselors and you know there was some most people's most counselors dispositions were very passive Mm -hmm. um and like we're kind of just asking a ton of there they were sort of heaping questions onto my questions yeah and i you know i i think to give them uh kind of you know, not to throw them under the bus, you know, I think they're trying to lead somebody on the journey of self-discovery. And I was more in a place of desperation to be like, Hey, we've now got three kids. Um, I'm not trying to die before I'm 40. Yes. Um, and what know, do I do? Here, here, what do I, like, what do I do? Will somebody come and tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, and what was, what was wild, uh, what to do was directing you back to, so what's going on inside of you, which was right. a question. Right. Right. So I'm asking questions, but I happen to come behind it with there happen to be answers to these questions. Right. And your heart has them. Right. Well, I heard somebody say recently that the greatest one of the greatest moments of healing is recognizing your dysfunction has a name. Yeah. Right. Because most of us sort of think, oh, this is unique and nobody's ever experienced this before. And this is unique to me. And then you find a a guide, a mentor Mm -hmm. who's like, I've actually met. 300 guys like you and yeah. this is probably what your childhood was like and this is probably uh-huh. you know everything you know and you're just like we've never met but you know i mean you uh-huh. have enough experience that you can see it and you can uh-huh. speak to it yeah. and then be the guide that leads somebody yes. through it yes to a place of like health and flourishing and not just surviving their life but actually starting to thrive yes going from survival to thriving going from uh sovereign power over you to you actually, and we, this is another thing we'll talk about in the future yeah. too, but you actually participating in the power that actually is in control of everything. Yeah. And you have an intimacy with uh, God. Right. Like witness, experience, right. that whole thing. Because your heart's waiting on it. I mean, look, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, Jesus said the greatest commandment of all mm-hmm. to one of the testers that came to him in yeah. Mark 12. He, he, he announced the old, probably the oldest Hebrew prayer for every child that comes into the life in the culture was here. O Israel, the Lord, your God is one love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so many people try to treat that as a, a four equal window panes, like a four paned window. And it's not, it's a, it's an emphasis to de-emphasis what God values most mm. to what God values least, mm. what we are created to depend on versus what we depend on. And when we don't really mm. trust God, our own strength. And there's lots of admonition everywhere that the very thing that we run from the heart, the vulnerability, the neediness, the, the, the wondering, the questions that put us in a position where we can be shamed. So we're trying never to be humiliated again. Jesus says that that is the beginning of everything you're made to live mm-hmm. like the heart yeah. soul follows the yeah. mind will engage and your body will carry around all that's valuable mm-hmm. to 
mm-hmm. you and others. So it, and it's probably com- a little bit complicated, but the heart matters. Let's yeah, just call it that. For the sure. heart matters. For sure. And the heart has a language. Yeah. And I think to put a bow on my own story, because, you know, I th- I, there's a couple questions I want to ask you before we land the plane on, we're calling this the trailer, I guess, the trailer yeah. episode. Yeah. You know, um, you, you know, I reach out to you. We start working together. COVID hits, which was a hell of a time to be oh, leading. Oh, yeah, um, Lead through that, kidding. get through that. Um, kind of led me on the journey of discovery of it was time for a professional transition in my life as well, which led to then a, uh, a geographic transition as well. Moved from Denver to Nashville. I now live 25 minutes away. Uh, and Unbelievable. And the short of it is the reason I'm sitting here is because I'm a witness and a believer. And I have uh, the deepest, not only love and respect for you, but the conviction that this is, I think sometimes it can be viewed as like, at least some of the circles I've run in is like, this is sort of like frilly, frivolous, excessive stuff Mm -hmm. that's unique to sort of like the people who are four on the Enneagrams and are unique feelers and kind of uniquely sensitive. And I am a witness and a believer of like, no, you'll never out, uh, you'll never outsmart your design. No. Right. Like this is, God, Oh man, that's so well said. Like this for engineers, right. Accountants. Right. This isn't just for Judah. No, because he's like creative and musical. Right. Are you, because you have a heart calling and you're artistic oriented, poetic, you know, like you love Lord of the Rings and so on. Right. Right. Man, I had a, 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 a dear neighbor slash friend um, who was an engineer. I mean, a real one, like whatever you think stereotypic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have had like the, the pencils in his pocket type thing. Everything was rigid. Everything was controlled. Introvert, um, unknowable because he didn't know himself. He just got stuff done and he followed the code, followed the rules, did the thing. It was very prosperous, but he began to struggle terribly in relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, in his marriage. And he, he told me later, he said, Chip, I thought you were the weirdest human being I'd ever met. Which is kind of true. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. I've been called that many times. Right. Cause he saw me flipping a tractor tire down my driveway. Oh, really? Were you just working out? Yeah. 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 And then he also, he also were said, let's do his Yeah. And I would it. talk about things. He's going to look at me like, like aliens are real. You're one. But I mean, I finally went to him because I recognized like the man's dying. I I watched a man wither, even though he was an introvert. And And you can see it. I saw it. Oh, you can probably see it now. And he gave me some information because we really liked each other. Just talking, really friends. And, uh, I went to him. I said, you got to do something right now. And I kind of cussed him a little bit. Like, look, here's a phone number. You call this number because you're dying, you know, kind of thing. So he got involved and he, he, you know, got help. And, um, Later, we ended up doing a video thing, uh, not just him, but we had a group of people later uh, doing a thing about the voice of the heart, the book and some of its value. And he's on video saying, I thought Chip was the weirdest human being I'd ever met, but I did not have a clue what I was missing. Mm. I didn't know what intimacy was. I didn't know what it meant to into me see. I didn't know what it meant to be in relationship. I didn't know what it meant to, you know, it goes on and on. And um, that saved his life 
because he ended up getting uh, sick later on, years later. And he put out a cry out, like, mm. I need help. Mm. I need friends. I need mm. prayer. I need... And it was his friends that pulled him through a very uh, uh, difficult time. Mm. But that's all related to... So I'm just saying, for all of you people out there who think this is for them, this little segment, it's not true. It's human language, yeah. universal language. And I feel like one of the really... you know. I feel like I'm sitting here because I'm a witness, a believer, an experiencer. You know, uh -huh. it's not just sort of co cognitive affirmation that, yeah. oh, yeah, I got You got feel. your PhD in swimming by swimming. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you got to do it. You yeah. Do it. Or, or the example, like, when I'm helping people with this is, I think, like, learning how to practice this is sort of like the way you learn a, a board game. Like, yeah. if, you, if you try to explain the rules of a board game, you're like, I don't want to do that. Yes. You're like, hey, let's do a couple rounds together. You do yeah. it. You pick it up. You pra it's, it's done through practice. So well said. Um, but I think one of the things sitting here is a way. Hey, by the way, before we leave this part, yeah. you know, really, all I did uh, with you in terms of the mentoring and the consulting, I pointed you back mm. to what you already knew. Mm. And that's what's going to be very refreshing to a lot of people. I just turned you back towards home the home that you have yeah. within you yeah. that I believe God wants to live in the home that you came from yeah. and said, what do you feel? What was yeah. it like? Because the words are written on your heart at birth, right. even before. Yeah. And it, but, but we spend our lives running from them. Right. So it's about going back to them, adding yeah. them back in. It, it makes, and you use this image with me, but it makes the image of the prodigal son in Luke 15, I think. It is. I know okay. that one. Yeah. I, was, I, was I know that by heart. <laughs> I, I, I feel self-conscious to be like, oh my gosh, am I going to... Oh, the pastor. Have you got to know yeah, this. Yeah, the pastor. Yeah. I better get that right. Yeah. But the image that uh, repentance is coming home Amen. and knowing it's safe to come home. Yes. We have the rest of the meaning of repentance, which you were trained to mean turn, turn away or uh, 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 change your mind. Yeah, like, ch yeah, change Which that mind, gives you way behavior. too much power. You can do both of those things, but if you don't have a place to go to in yeah. terms of how you're created for connection, then repentance just is a decision without any place to yeah. go. But repentance, like you just said, it really does mean to, like, it, come on home. Like, right. where am I going? Come on home. Come right. back to how you're made, who made you, yeah. what you're made like. And the God is a good and gracious Father who is safe to return. The light's on on the front too. porch. It's always the safe to come The door's unlocked. Home. The table set. You're Come right. on home. Yeah. The yeah, party's man. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's been amazing being here, sitting as a witness, is moving to Nashville and discovering this community of witnesses where oh. I'll meet people in the ebb and flow of my life who know you in some way. And actually, it happened to, it happened to me last week. I think it was Thursday. Bumped into somebody. And I've asked people this question, but he asked me this question where he said, where, where, where do you think you would be without Shep? Um, which is a really scary question for me to ask myself. Mm. Um, and I mean, even him, I mean, he was like, I don't think I would be alive. Wow. Yeah. And I could tell he really meant it. It wasn't like he was trying to exaggerate or, yeah. you know, he was like, I'm, I'm alive um, wow. because of this. Well, here, you know what? Um, What's that make you feel? It, well, very humble, very humbled, you know, like shame, like healthy mm. shame, like, you know, because it, it's it's not me. 
uh, but I carry some information that's very important and real yeah. and life changing. Really, it really yeah. is because when we did the treatment center, you know, I started in '96, and um, uh, I developed the thing called the spiritual root system in '91 because of my own recovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know the difference between uh, a feeling and a floor, mm. or the heart. Or a hearth. I mean, it, it just, I didn't know what that meant. I, I thought everything was about body, mind, and spirit. Boy, I want to get off on some things here, but how much things have been missed. But but I got introduced to the rest of the story by a person who helped me in recovery in Texas and um, said, hey, there, you have a heart, you have feelings. I'm like, what, what? And then I just took off with it. It just like, I went in and just started digging kind of thing. But I started the spiritual root system in 1991 on a napkin. Like, there it is. Yeah. I just reached into the river and pulled out these things, yeah. you know. And uh, uh, but when <laughs> Which, we, Sorry. Uh, the, reason, the reason I'm laughing is because you talk about throwing it on a napkin. And maybe this is a good transition because I want to talk about, like, this is supposed to be a trailer for the podcast. But I feel like that is the uh, maybe condensed symbol of what I feel like this podcast is because the mm-hmm. frequency with which... I'll like walk into your office and there'll be like a scrap piece of paper or you and I'll be sitting around a fire uh-huh. and you'll be like, you know, I'll walk into your office and there'll be like a napkin and I'll be like, what's that? And you're like, Oh, that's the four things that oh. men always. <laughs> and I'm like, why have I, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Why have I never heard this before? We're uh-huh. trying to capture some of that, yeah. make sure it's yeah. categorized accessible, yes. but it's just, it, I'm laughing because it does not surprise me that the spiritual root system was just like written on a napkin. Yeah. And thank God it didn't get like thrown in a drawer just, somewhere. Oh man, I've got so many scraps of paper everywhere. Yeah. It's like I've got. Uh, but the, we, I introduced the spiritual roots. I was brought here uh, by a corporation to start an impaired physicians program, but it ended up turning into because I resigned from there. The Center for Professional Excellence. I implemented the spiritual root system into the treatment world, mainly treating doctors and pastors and you know influencers and difference maker mm-hmm. it took the recovery community it took the uh, uh spiritual community wedded them i was received a great deal of opposition but i have to be truthful i have heard um you know in many occasions that that this was the life changer mm. and even the life saver mm. and um yeah it's uh it's real the way we're made is to live and live fully the way we're trained is to actually stay away from the very thing we're made to have. Mm. We've got to go back to how we're made yeah. so we can do what we're made to do, you know? Yeah. So I love what you're saying and it's humbling, very humbling. Yeah. But it's, there's truth in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, by the um, way, yeah. it's, some people out there are, are think I've heard this before, like, Oh, your feelings, these feelings, it's just like, you know, people who are in treatment would say, this is like a cult. I'm like, are you crazy? I said, this is the ultimate anti-cult. I don't want you to feel like I feel. I don't want you to think like I think. I want you to think like you think and feel how you feel. Right. But the fact is you do feel. Right. And you do think. Yeah. So what are you feeling and what are you thinking? Right. And like I've heard you say before that I think has been a helpful distinction because the other thing that people a lot of times you know, will say is like, oh, you're just this guy who's telling me to follow my heart. And I've heard you be like, no, 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 we're not talking about uh-uh. willy nilly, no. uh, you know, uh, 
dismissiveness of the truth or scripture. No. But like we're actually taking the fullness of scripture seriously and not talking about blindly following heart, but yes. facing heart is the way you've put it that I feel yes, like categorically facing is heart. very helpful. Yeah. And it's the taking taking scripture seriously, taking life seriously, taking love seriously, taking leading seriously. Uh, because everybody out there that you look at, you're looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're all made out of the same dust. Mm-hmm. And the deeper the denial about that, the sicker a person becomes. And there are some people, tragically, who don't have the ability to uh, return to life, honestly. Mm-hmm. But most, 99% people can. Yeah. But they've got to reawaken. Right. Yeah. That's how they're made. Um, we only have 10 minutes left, not because we're trying to do this in a time crunch, but because I'm running to another Oh, that's right. You're going, oh, we, oh we, my goodness. But, yeah. Um, hey, by the way, we were going to do a, a 10 minute. We were going to do a tra- 10 minute, 10 minute trailer. trailer about what this podcast is about. Yeah. And I think we're, uh, yeah. so we're calling this voice of the heart from birth to death. What do you, the voice of the heart, colon, colon, birth, birth to death, birth to death, in depth, conversation, in-depth information, in-depth experience to help people see who they're made to be so they can go do what they're made to do. Yeah. yeah. What do you, uh, what at do least you, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> as the full title. Yeah, no, <laughs> they'd just be birth to death. Yeah. It's but, like one of those old Puritan titles. I don't know if you ever saw those, but their titles were like 10,000 words. T- yeah. 10,000 uh, words. Uh, yeah. they're like a book unto themselves. What do you, uh, what do you kind of like look in the future and what do you hope people get from this? And even how is it differentiated from what you've done before? Well, what I'm hoping is that there will be a a group of people. Well, several things. One is my whole mission that I've been given is to help people see who they're made to be. So they can do what they're made to do, but I've never been able to sustain a podcast of length and depth that allows me and you or someone, but really me and you, cause you're I cut out of the same cloth, but to allow the whole thing to get said. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and the, the purpose of it being said is that people can live fully and therefore love deeply. Uh, you know, can't get what you don't have. Right. So if you're fully alive, you can't help, but want others to have it too. But so then I think a revival of the heart, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how God made us, and then through that is reformation. But the heart and reformation is in conflict with a society. Our society is driven by addiction, right? really and truly, which yeah. we'll get into yeah. over time. But I see this podcast starting from... And at the heart of addiction, I mean, we won't get into all of it because we don't have the time of it. Right. But I think one of the things I've learned from you that's helpful categorically, because people mm-hmm. might say, wait, what are you talking about? It's like at the heart of addiction is the unwillingness or the inability to feel yes and i think once you understand addiction through that lens yep. you start to see it everywhere yeah. and it's not just as simple as like the guy who's drinking too much. absolutely yeah. and our society is 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 being driven to the edge of the cliff through addiction yeah. um and it's just like like the vultures they will they will go after things that are still living you yeah. know start poking at it. it's just like it's crazy time but but you know the, the reformation yeah. A reformation of, of being fully alive. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to do neuroscience. We're going to do experience. We're going to do Bible. We're going to do 
the circumstance of other people. Eventually we'll have interviews with other people, but I want that which is in me, those scraps of paper to be communicated to um, as many people who are, who are interested in a weaving of all the scraps of paper. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. Organized and categorized yeah. and captured. And um, yeah, I mean, the reason we called it from birth to death came from a training that I attended that you did where you kind of walk through, I mean, it's, you know, I want to say it's your life's work, but it, I mean, it was like, you you were already texting on the back and being like, Oh yeah, I didn't mention this or this or this mm-hmm. or this. So it was like a, a chapter of your life's work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you walked us all the way from birth. who we were made to be mm-hmm. birth to what went wrong uh-huh. to how do we get better to how do we struggle well mm-hmm. until we come to breathe our final breath. Yeah. And I think we like categorizing however long that conversation is so that there's, you know, this is jazz. It'll go all sorts of places, but the big framework is you walking us from birth to death as we understand the voice of the heart. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I just want you to know, I'm, I'm very excited. This is inaugural. Yeah. Um, and it would be so great for, for free, right? Right. People get all this stuff that other people have gotten. People can donate if they don't oh, want it be, to be free. Oh, that'd but, be uh, cool. I'd but I mean, that, we're, yeah, we're not, we're not uh, putting this behind a paywall or anything like not that. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But um, anyway, I mean, God bless you. I, I just love that we're doing this. I'm yeah. excited. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm scared, you know? Mm. It, Wait, give me two minutes on that. Don't, don't just say that and in there. Like, well, what, what I mean, are you scared about? you know, hope. Uh, as many people said, hope is a dangerous thing. Anybody yeah. that Shawshank. Yeah. 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 In real life, it is. you know? Yeah. And, um, uh, I, I have spent, you know, you know, 35, almost 40 years, uh, you know, beating this drum yeah. with the hope that more and more people could take it and, um, let it attach to everything else. They know that's good and true and right and noble right. and excellent and praiseworthy. And yet it like oxygenates and hydrates life in, yeah. in a person. And, you know, I've made, you know, numerous, numerous, you know, runs at it. Mm-hmm. And it would just be wonderful if this is like the beginning of a fruition yeah. that is, uh, grow, uh, you know, plants orchards everywhere. Yeah. Kind of a Johnny Appleseed thing, yeah. you know, who is a real person, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Appleseed was a real person. <laughs> who was he? I forget his name. <laughs> Which, and, and our names will be forgotten someday, For but sure. we, our prayer is that what we leave in people's hearts gets passed on. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the name is. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the final thing I'll say here is, um, I was reminded of this because I'm looking at the uh, picture that mm-hmm. uh, my oldest daughter, Hannah, painted for mm-hmm. me of the uh, the lampstand in Narnia. But, I mean, one of the things I told you after one of your trainings was a, most of what your public exposure is is kind of doing somewhat of the same talk yeah. repeatedly, which is a great talk and a very yeah. helpful one. And Hey, we have feelings and yeah. you know, this is impairment and this is health. But I think what I've realized getting to know you better is that is, you know, the, the illustration I use with you is like, that's the wardrobe and you see Narnia. Yeah. We want this to be, here's the world yeah. that you see and yeah. here's, here's where to go and to mm-hmm. live within it. Forget us. Like the goal is not, um, everything is even, I think, you know, one of the things I admire about you is you're content not to have your name attached to everything, but you do 
have a healthy anger and burden that people live in this world. Yeah. And this is, this is the environment we're all talking yeah, about. Yeah. And you know, the, the name is really only important so that people can come to the resource and get the resources, you know, right. but you know, as we close the voice of the heart is the doorway and upon the doorway of the voice of the heart are written eight words. Mm-hmm. And those are just the feelings. But opening the door takes you into a whole world yeah. that multiplies everything you were born to be like and have. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope I would love to go past the doorway yeah. into the rest of everything. Yeah. As we all discover together. Yeah. Do you know? Because I know there's more. I've never come to the end Mm-hmm. of um what has you know what opened up i've yeah. never come to the end i've never tired of uh, uh digging in the mind yeah m-i-n-e yeah yeah and i'm excited to be a part of it because i feel like i'm playing in the world for the first time in my entire life and it's the most glad i've ever crazy been. man and so, I'm, I'm really and so. I'm immensely grateful well god bless it. you thank you brian yeah, thank we'll you. uh I guess stop there. Trailer number one. That's right. (laughs) All right. I'll see you next time. That's great. Thank you.